1: FM 104's Room 104
0: podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon.
1: Now, as you know, podcasts have exploded in recent times, and uh, I mean, it is getting very saturated. It's very crowded at the moment, and it can be very difficult to find something that stands out from the crowd and is a little bit different. However, the next person you're going to be hearing from has a very unique very strange and different podcast and the host of that show ian chillig is live on the line now ian thanks for joining us this evening how are you great great thanks for having me this is like i've listened to this podcast for the for the last couple of days when she said we, we have to check this out how um <laughs> i suppose how do you describe what your podcast um everything is alive how do you describe what that is
0: well, very basically, I interview inanimate objects about their lives and everything they say is true. That's pretty cool.
2: And what kind of <laughs> objects are you are you kind of uh, interviewing, if anyone hasn't heard?
0: Well, yeah. So we started with a can of cola, a generic can of cola. I've interviewed a lamppost, a bar of soap, <laughs> a subway seat, a pregnancy test. The last object I interviewed was a newspaper. So really... The, the full range.
1: Uh, someone listening to our conversation right now might be thinking, okay, Ian, you're insane because if you we just went up and started <laughs> interviewing a can of cola, it's like is the podcast just 20 minutes of pure silence of you talking to uh, a newspaper or whatever, but how do you how do you how do you produce it? How do you do it? Like who is talking back as as the the kind of coke or as a pregnancy test?
0: I will say I think some people have expected that it would just be me and long silences as (laughs) as I thought these things would talk, but it it turned out they didn't. But no, we cast actors, uh, and they're mostly comedians and improvisers, to take on the role of the object, Um, but it's not scripted. So they do a little bit of thinking uh, with me about what the character of the object they're playing will be, um, you know, yeah. if I'm interviewing a, a pillow, what what about being a pillow? How would pillowness inform your personality? Would it be uh, soft and gentle? Would it always be sleepy? Stuff like that. And they take those basic character notes, and then we go into the studio and do an interview, um, and it really feels like that. I'm asking the questions I'm curious about, and they don't know what's coming, and I don't know what they're going to say, and we, we see what happens.
1: How high were you when you came up with this idea? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was completely sober, but I we were just named to High Times Magazine's, I think, top 10 podcast to listen to while Stone, which was the greatest honor we could hope for god that's amazing it is it is really different though isn't
2: it it's so different i've never heard anything like it and it's hugely popular by the way
0: yeah that's so nice to hear that it feels like nothing else because that that was really the goal i just you know i just wanted to make something that was new and felt unique that was more important to me than it being good or popular just to put something new out there
1: i love hearing from people like you ian as well and i also get really angry afterwards because i'm like god why didn't i think of that i know that's such a great (laughs) idea easy and so simple yet so completely different at the same time kind of annoyed but sure how about this right how about I interview we'll do let's say uh, an audition for Ian's uh, next episode right and what if in I interview Saoirse and Saoirse you pretend to be a pen have I'd you done a pen yet? A pen.
0: Uh, I haven't, but it's on the list.
1: Oh, it's so on I, the list. I'd love to hear what, what you do with it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> Let me interview César for a few minutes as, as, a, as a pen. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, here we go. Let's just see. Now, this is, we haven't done any prep on this. It was literally just the only thing. Other than and no, do I no know pad. what
2: the weird thing is, Ian? Cormac's the comedian. Out of the two of us. So I thought, you know, I'm going to have to ask you to, to pick a, a subject or an object to talk about. Oh, uh, we can both do an I audition was, if you want. I yeah, was yeah. going to that. Um, and weirdly enough, I saw the pen as well. So <laughs> great minds think alike. But I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if a pen really suits me. I think it suits you a little bit more. Right. Okay. So I'm going to interview you.
1: Do you want to interview me yeah, as a pen? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I kind of do. Oh, um, God,
1: no, the tables have turned.
2: Tables have turned for now.
1: Right. Um, any, any interview tips for Saoirse when she's interviewing me as a pen?
2: Well, I think it's better if Ian interviewed it, to be honest. Oh. That's what I think. I mean, the expert's here on the phone, oh, so. Oh, wow,
1: yeah. Well, let's, uh, Ian, if you'd be up for that for two minutes. Sure, I'm I'm certainly happy to try. Okay. Oh, God, so this, you uh, don't I'm even, you can scrap wrong.
2: the idea of having um, the pen in your next episode, because you're going to be doing it right here.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's no way we will top what we're
1: about to do. Yes, so, there uh, is, Ian. Do not worry. This is set your sights low. Very, very low.
2: He can be quick at times, Ian. That's all I'm going to say. So, um.
1: Okay. Right. Right over to you, Ian. I'll let um, you fire away. We sh- yeah, okay. I mean, do you do you need to take a moment to get
0: into character to to I'm, find I'm that in character? Place, or do I'll, you feel I'm like ready. you're ready to go?
1: I've clicked into <laughs> position. I'm good to go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, so why don't you
0: why don't you introduce yourself for us?
1: Um, my name is uh, Cormac. I'm a ballpoint pen with a clicker, and I've been um, helping people get words onto pages for the last thirty two years of my life.
0: So I wonder though, if, if it is 32 years of helping other
1: people write their messages,
0: does that ever get tiresome that you would think you know, what about what I have to say? Why am I always writing what other people have to say?
1: And to be honest with you, that can be very draining as well. Always being uh, used by other people takes a toll on my ink levels and often when I go home at night trying to express my own feelings on a piece of paper I can just feel as if <laughs> I've nothing left to say because I've nothing left to hmm. give and I have to take a while to be refilled and get get stuff in, but it it does also get very boring because a lot of people write the same stuff. You know, I have written Uh how many notes about like, don't forget milk or pick up bread on the way home. (laughs) Um, I've also written a little more angry notes, like, I know you're sleeping with my sister uh, (laughs) and your stuff is Mm -hmm. outside. And so those kind of things just get repetitive and it can get exhausting. But um, maybe, yeah, maybe now speaking to you, I should take more time to connect with myself and write my own words.
0: yeah. I think I think I mean I think that's good good advice for anyone. Um, I, w- I want to ask something about
1: your community. Have you ever met a fountain pen? I have. Uh, we we have some things in common, but they're much older. Uh, and I often find that they're. I don't want to get I don't want to get too political or classist, but they're generally from the upper tiers, and they wouldn't hang <laughs> around with ballpoint pens like me and the big pens. Generally yeah. go out often, but. The, <laughs> I find they don't say a lot and that they're, they only come out when they have very important things to sign. Let's say it uh, might be a government bill that they have to bring in or they're writing a very, very detailed manuscript or love letter. But uh, unfortunately, pens, pens are tribal. The red pens stay with the red pens. <laughs> the blue pens stay with the blue pens. And the fountain pens, they're just... I don't, don't like saying this, but they're a little elitist, if that's the word I'm looking for. A little elitist.
0: Yeah, I I think think that I think I, I, think I would have... Yeah, they, they. I mean, even as a human looking at them, they seem like they're looking down at me. Um, well, I guess um, one, one more question. You've talked a lot about the things that you've written. Have you ever drawn a picture?
1: One of the things that, um, me, me as a pen, I have a big fear over drawing is because as a pen, everything I do is permanent. Uh, and one thing mm-hmm. that's been holding me back is stepping into the art world because if you try and draw something, there's so many elements of drawing a face or a portrait or a landscape. If you try and draw something, all of a sudden, if you make one mistake, the entire picture is ruined. So it's, it's really all or nothing being a pen when you're drawing. I mean, a lot of people have been trained how to use me to write their letters. They've been taught in school how to write. But when we venture into the drawing world, I just find it's so... Upsetting and nervous and traumatic when somebody is about to finish off a beautiful picture and then one wrong mistake and because of my ink can't be undone, that they just feel it's pointless. So uh, personally, uh, I have limited myself to just writing words, and I'm too afraid because of the permanent damage I can, co- I can cause to, to venture into drawing. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I, but I, I mean, I do think a lot of times, you know, we don't do the things that we really want to do because we're afraid, but. I don't know. It always works out. You're not going to break in half.
1: That 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 is true. I mean, maybe yeah. one of the things I could do is go home and just get random sheets of paper because I, I know a lot of sheets of paper and just maybe, I suppose I don't have to reveal it to the world. I can just start maybe practicing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I think a, a good way to maybe wrap up because it's something I wanted to ask about. Can I, uh, I would like to click you to retract you and because you clearly have been very much uh, out during this conversation. Yeah. Uh, so let's, let, I'm going to retract you as a way to say goodbye, but I'd like to hear a little bit about what it's like when, you are, when the, the writing part of you is you know kind of more, more inside. So uh, if that's okay, I'm going to give you a click.
1: Right, so I suppose now that I'm being inside the pen and, and don't have my writing implement exposed to the world, which can cause some problems sometimes, uh, I suppose it's, it's a very solitude, calm place where you can reflect on everything you've written for yourself and for other people um, no one knows to come and, and annoy you or talk to you because you, you're doing your own, uh, your own time and to be honest with you having being at the behest of so many other people during the day it's really really nice at the end of the day when someone clicks because you can literally click off and you go in to yourself and you're a bit more calm and relaxed and you don't have to worry about what's on the outside because as much as i am an external kind of pen i do like engaging with other people and how other people define me it's also important to take some time i suppose for yourself to to recharge and give yourself a little bit of a break so it's kind of it's my meditative state where i go in and just zone out shut off and and i do enjoy the darkness in in here as well because it's uh it helps with the sleep and stuff i'm sure yeah
0: well uh, cormac thank you so much for talking to me about your life
1: no worries. Glad that to, was amazing. Glad Can to I just... sign off on that bit. Hey. I feel like I'm, hey.
0: I'm,
1: I'm listening
2: to an episode of Oprah.
1: Yeah, you're you're in on my therapy session that with was... Ian. We got really sidetracked there. Wow.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I feel like I feel like we got to some things that are going on with Cormac the human. Cormac
1: <laughs> is this what it really is? This is all just inadvertent therapy for the people uh, you're speaking this to. Is good. <laughs> In for me, And for me.
2: I just was never going to be a pen. I'm sorry.
1: Right. How did I do, Ian? On your scale of other improv and actors you've had, how, uh, how did I rate? How did I fare?
0: Uh, you were fantastic. I mean, you were you were immediately thinking like a pen, which is I really. I mean, it's a it's a really challenging thing to do for the actors. You know, I think sometimes when it's not working, what's happening is the the person trying to play the object. Is only thinking about the relationship of humans to the object and not thinking about the object's experience, which is, you know, makes so much sense. Of course, that's the perspective we've had. But no, you did a you did a good job um, uh, with your singness. That's a term that. I used a lot in the production. Oh like there was a lot good. of thingness to you.
1: Oh, amazing, yeah. thingness. this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Um, well done. Uh, I'll go for your next audition. So for the next episode, and we'll we'll, we'll take them there. Fly over to New York, and um, and we can have my big break as a pen improv actor. Be <laughs>
2: <laughs> so this is this is the kind of conversation like with an actor that you would have uh, on various different objects, I guess. So each kind of podcast has the same format. Is that right?
0: Yeah, we like to give kind of a, a good beginning, middle, and end. Arc to each object's life, and um get it. We always try to get at what they want that they they don't have, and what it means. And what's to, the, what's the feedback like? It's been incredible. I the listeners are really engaged, and it, one thing that I find really rewarding is often the way they're talking about it is not to say, "Oh, I love that episode with Petey the baseball cap." <laughs> What they're saying, they'll say instead is, "I love Petey the baseball cap. He's so great." So <laughs> they're really attaching to these characters as very real things and thinking about them as, you know, yeah. as if they were real. Yeah, that's yeah. really
1: strange, isn't it? They're yeah, humanizing the inanimate or whatever it is, personalizing it, and, and yeah, imagine strangely growing attached to.
2: Yeah. Like, when I was listening to you, I was thinking of a pen. I was thinking of the pen that's right in front of me, and I was like, what would that pen be feeling right now? Yeah. Like, it, was, it, was, it is really interesting.
0: Yeah, and, I, uh, and it, an interesting thing that's happened in the feedback, too, is so many people talk about the weird experience of listening and realizing they are feeling empathy for something like a bar of soap, and... <laughs> People have written and said, you know, I realized I was feeling that empathy, and it made me think about why don't I have more empathy for the humans in my life, which is a really nice thing that happened. I didn't, I certainly didn't mean for that to happen. I just want it to be an entertaining, fun show. But the fact that it's having that effect on people is a really, that's a really nice side effect.
1: What has been your favorite episode so far? Oh, it's really hard to choose.
0: I, yeah, I want them, I want them all to be, I just want them all to be different characters. I think it's like when, People say they can't choose their favorite child. Um, ah, they really can. They can. Oh, on, yeah.
1: They they know. They just won't say it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So, um, how often do you do you bring the episodes out anyway? Though. Pretty much every other week. We
0: do it in seasons of ten. So we're about to wrap up uh, a batch of our, our second batch of ten, and then we'll take a break and think about what we're going to do next, and I don't know. Come back in the fall. Do you think
2: you'll ever go on the road and do uh, kind of stand-up
0: tours? Yeah, that's something uh, we're actually going to work on a lot this summer. We're going to workshop what it looks like on stage. I was just in Australia and did one of our tapings in front of an audience. And it wasn't a performance. It was very much just the work we do, which is, you know, the episodes are 25 minutes long, but we tape for 90 minutes and edit down. So we had a small audience watching that and seeing how the sausage gets made, and I thought that might be very tedious for them, but they seem to like it. So that's that's encouraging that it would work on stage too. Because
2: a lot of podcasters now are kind of doing tours, basically. Yeah, hitting you the road. Can, yeah. yeah, and it's hugely popular yeah. in Ireland, so I think this would go down really well too.
0: Well, I, I'll, maybe I'll come over there.
1: Well, there is uh, a podcast festival that's here in October, November, I think. Mm. So uh, maybe, maybe if you keep your eye on it or uh, uh, have a look over there, it might be, maybe not this year, but at some day down the road i think it would work really well over here but um, um can you reveal any of the episodes that you are the objects that you've interviewed for the next series or is that all being kept hush hush at the moment
0: no i'll tell you uh, so the next i'll just tell you the next one that will come out i think it will be an interview with a satellite oh, currently orbiting fair. the world so a slightly different thing than we've done before um but uh, I think it's going to be a lot
1: of fun. And do you know when that's out?
0: Uh, sh- it may be out next week. We're we're still yeah. doing some tweaks on it, so but probably next week.
2: And is there anything off guard? Is there
0: anything that you just won't kind of interview? No, I, I mean there are things that I want to interview that I feel like I don't like. I I would like to do an episode where I interview a gun. Just um, thinking that. I think that. What's that?
1: I said I was just thinking that as well. I was wondering, like, because that could go in so many, so many different ways.
0: Yeah, and I've been kind of putting it off because I, you know, I'm still learning what makes the show work and and yeah. how to do it best. And that's one that you know I would really want to get right. So I. Um, that's on the list but, but not coming up soon I don't
1: think cool well listen this has been a very fun and a very strange it, one of the stranger interviews we've done in the last while taking on the persona <laughs> of a pen no, but I love it thanks again thanks so much Ian for popping on everything is alive the next series is going to be out hopefully as sooner rather than later and if you are ever over this side of the water do pop in and say hi
0: yeah absolutely thank you so much for having me FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long